Welcome to 500 Greatest Songs, a podcast based on Rolling Stone's hugely popular, influential, and sometimes controversial list. I'm Brittany Spanos. And I'm Rob Sheffield. We're here to shed light on the greatest songs ever made and discover what makes them so great. From classics like Fleetwood Mac's Dreams to The Ronettes' Be My Baby, and modern day classics like The Killer's Mr. Brightside. Listen to Rolling Stone's 500 Greatest Songs on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Elevation with Stephen Furtick podcast was created with you in mind. This is a podcast for those feeling discouraged or needing guidance from God. Together in this podcast, we'll dive deep into scripture, uncover the powerful truths that will help you rise above your limitations and embrace your full potential. We're here to equip you with the tools you need to conquer life's challenges. Listen to Elevation with Stephen Furtick every Sunday and Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Tamika D. Mallory. And it's your boy, my son, the general. And we are your hosts of TMI. And catch us every Wednesday on the Black Effect Network, breaking down social and civil rights issues, pop culture, and politics in hopes of pushing our culture forward to make the world a better place for generations to come. Listen to TMI on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. That's right. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying... A, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, Love at First, first Listen. Listen. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. With new segments, correspondence, and a new sound. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Dura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. All right, hey, get a cracker. Yeah, you know what it do. Another episode of the Gangster Chronicles, and I'm here with the homeboys. Big J, still in the house, and we were having a discussion. A, you know, before James came on, you got the cat Gunner in Atlanta facing Rico charges. You got Young Thug facing Rico charges, and they said that they are going to use his lyrics against him, his lyrics, um, you know, music videos and everything like that. You know, and a lot of this stuff is a rapper. I think you're just generally trying to tell stories about stuff that you've seen, stuff that you've heard. You just pretty much, you know, you're pretty much just making um making tales of the hood. You know what I mean? Right. Tales from the neighborhood. They really starting to hold cats accountable for that now. Well, well, hey, ain't that freedom of speech? When you yeah. I mean, like I said, like I was saying earlier, um I've told tales from the hood. Um, stuff that I've witnessed, stuff that I might have or might not have participated in. Um, but, you know, when you look at it as as being 
uh, on record or writing a book or doing a movie, it's supposed to be freedom of speech. But I guess they're trying to associate this YSL click, Young Slime Life, to criminal activities, you know, niggas claiming the, the faction and then going out doing dirt. So now they're anybody who's tied to YSL, they're, they're bringing them in. It happened to be one of the one or two of the, you know, rappers uh, with Young Thug happens to be affiliated with YSL. So uh, freedom of speech has always been questioned because it seems to me only certain people can say what they want to say. Right. I mean, that's just it. Uh, You can try to use the defense of I'm just telling a tale. You get me? Uh, just because I said on record a nigga got his wig split and they used the Draco and he got shot five times, you know, they're now trying to see if we probably had some murders where a nigga got popped with a certain gun and got shot five times. So that's how they're trying to make connections as to, you know, a nigga having freedom of speech and you can say fuck the police or fuck this or fuck that if you want to. Well, I see when they do it, like like Young Dolph, like Mo3, these cats is rapping about these murders and they actually happen. Then they going back on social media and they talking about it. So they put themselves in a trick bag because the police surf this shit here. They, they, they watching everything that's going on. This is how they know what's going on with these dudes. So you basically put yourself in a situation every time you get on social media, every time you're on a platform doing something in your songs. So it's pretty much, you know, they fought that they're getting caught up like that because they putting it out there to the world, letting them know how they getting down. Okay, so, yeah. Exactly. Do that take away from freedom of speech? You know, I don't know. And this is what they saying. I guess on May 9th, Young Thug was arrested at his crib. They came to his crib and they had a 56-count gang indictment. Dang. And according to the indictment, the rapper and 27 other people, including Gunner, allegedly conspired to violate the Georgia criminal racketeering law. The government claims that YSL, Young Thug's rap collective and label, also known as Young Stoner Life, is a criminal gang with ties to the National Bloods organization. Specifically, the 28 people named in the indictment are all charged with conspiracy to violate the state's racketeer-influenced and corrupt organizations act, or RICO. That's Georgia's version of the federal law originally designed to fight organized crime. Under this statute, prosecutors must prove that the defendants committed at least two specific offenses within a 10-year period that were part of a racketeering scheme. If found guilty, Penalties for RICO include up to 20 years in prison, a monetary fine, or both. Young Thug is also charged with participating in the criminal street gang, a state violation also carrying a potential prison sentence of up to 20 years. Gunner is charged only under RICO charges against others named in the indictment span murder, attempted murder, robbery, assault, carjacking, and theft, along with possession of drugs and firearms. You know, with Young Thug, the prosecutors claim he co-founded YSL. See, this is going to set a president right here because what they're doing, that sounds like a rap crew, Young Slime Life. You know, you got, we may have a rap crew called the um, Gangster Chronicles Life or whatever. 
that don't mean we out there committing crimes. That's just the name of a crew. But what they're doing is they're using all this stuff to pretty much put people in the grease. No, exactly. What they're doing is when they see that type of activity, they they put a, a task force on it, and now they watching them. Now they tapping them. Now they see that he might be supplying the hood. And I think we talked about this one time before eight when you was in the hood and niggas was asking yada yada. But no, I ain't getting down like that. I'm. I mean, you making money. So these guys believe that when 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 you out here and you you get successful and making a lot of money. You supplying the hood with weapons, drugs, and all this other shit. Speaking of the police, so now they got a task force on you. Now they linking you to all different type of shit. You don't just go get twenty eight motherfuckers and say y'all working together. It just don't happen like that. So they watching these cats. They looking at these videos and they dissecting that shit. So now we got a problem. Am I right? Am I am I right? No, you have a you have a huge problem because this is what I think right here, right? You don't leave. They're telling these cats pretty much. Let's say they got a homeboy. You know, all their homeboys ain't rappers, right? Right. If they got any homeboy, it might be just one cat in their neighborhood that's selling dope. You know, it might be selling a little bit of weed because weed ain't legal on the national level yet. Yeah, it's real. They still locking people up in Georgia behind marijuana. So if you got a homie up there that's pushing a few pounds of weed, probably don't shot a couple of niggas. All of that stuff spans under that one organization. So it, it don't really have nothing to do with yeah. Young Thug and Gunner. It's whatever. Homies, they got this doing something wrong, whatever. And that's what I explained to my kids, like y'all probably explained to y'all sons. The company you keep can get you through in the grease as well. Yeah, conspiracy is a motherfucker. Yeah. And, and that's what it is. But the moment they start locking up, because C8, you had some pretty profound lyrics back in the day. For sure. And if they start really, and this ain't the first time, remember we had Mac Minister on the show? I think they used his right. song, his rap lyrics to kind of throw him, you know, to indict him on murder too. If they start doing this, hey, what's to stop them from going to go dig up your old archives and digging up old, because ain't no, um, it, it ain't no um, statue of limitations on a body. Now, I'm, I'm, but see, that was the thing about me. When I wrote songs, y'all yeah, might have participated in a little corner slanging, you know. And of course, I told it me a strap. And, you know, but I'm not going to turn around and, and go kill a nigga last night and then turn around and write a rap today and put it out on the record. That's not for what I'm. I'm a. I, I I know enough, and and seen and been in and know niggas who pulled drive-bys and killed niggas and shot niggas that I can come up with tales from the hood. You get me? But I'm not dumb enough to know. Last night I went and motherfucking sold two kilos of motherfucking dope, and tomorrow I'm finna put it on record and rap about it. Or last night I hooked up with so and so, and I had to shoot a nigga because he was coming at me with the four fifth and woompy woomp, knowing I carry a forty five around. And last night I got into it with a nigga over some dope, and I had to shoot him. You, it's just, but, but, but the youth today. 
and I don't want to say all, but some want to prove that I'm that motherfucker that I'm talking about. You get me? Mm-hmm. So I don't just want to hypothetically tell you a tale from the hood. When I'm saying that niggas, we ran up on niggas ski mask and I dumped on a nigga, whoopty whoop. These young niggas is doing that shit. And then they go into the studio and they rapping about it. Right. They not thinking. I don't know. I don't know if, if, if they're so naive to think like. Welcome to 500 Greatest Songs a podcast based on Rolling Stone's hugely popular, influential, and sometimes controversial list. I'm Brittany Spanos. And I'm Rob Sheffield. We're here to shed light on the greatest songs ever made and discover what makes them so great. Every week, we'll pick a new song from the list and talk about their placement on the revamped 2021 list. We'll also have guests join us, ranging from the artists themselves to the producers, or simply other writers like ourselves who voted on them. From classics like Fleetwood Mac's Dreams to the Ronettes' Be My Baby, and modern-day classics like The Killer's Mr. Brightside and Britney Spears' Baby One More Time. There's so many fascinating stories that have been forgotten, like Midnight Train to Georgia starting with a phone call to Farrah Fawcett, or how the Yeah, Yeah, Yeahs inspired Kelly Clarkson's banger Since You've Been Gone and Beyonce's Hold Up. Listen to Rolling Stone's 500 Greatest Songs on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is Neil Strauss, host of the Tenderfoot TV true crime podcast, To Live and Die in L.A. I'm here to tell you about the new podcast I've been undercover investigating for the last year and a half. It's called To Die For. Here's a clip. All these girls were sent out into the world and they were told, try to meet important men, try to attach yourself to important men. The voice you're hearing is a Russian model agent telling me about spies sent out to seduce men with political power. The war in Ukraine is also being fought by all these girls that are all over important cities. For the first time, a military-trained seduction spy reveals how the Russian government turned sex and love into a deadly weapon. If you want to kill your target, it's easy. You just seduce him, take him somewhere, start having sex, and then he's very vulnerable, so you can kill him easily. To Die For is available now. Listen for free on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm preaching to somebody today who is waiting for God to give you your next step. And you don't know what it is yet. You need God to show you your next step. Because God, I can't stay where I am, like I am, where it is. This isn't going to work. I I have to move on, but I don't know where. A lot of time you'll use it as an excuse. Well, I don't know how, I don't know where, I don't know what. God, if you show me, God, if you tell me, God, no, 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 no. You know enough right now. And if you needed to know more, he would show you. Hey, this is Stephen Furtick. I want to invite you to listen to my podcast, Elevation with Stephen Furtick. I am here to help you for the battles that you face in life, for the times when you feel discouraged, for the times that you need guidance from God. I want to give you the truth of what he says about you to help you rise to your full potential. Listen to Elevation with Stephen Furtick every Sunday and Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. 
Danielle Moody here, host of the Woke AF Daily podcast. We've been with iHeart's Outspoken Network for a year, and what a year it has been. Every weekday, I navigate our rapidly changing world alongside our series of fabulous expert guests. As we head deeper into 2024 and yet another life-changing election cycle, Woke AF Daily is here to keep you sane and woke. Woke not just to the latest headlines, but also to the collective power we all have. Woke to the need to build community with those around us. Woke to how to avoid burnout and woke to the ways we can all find joy in the madness. Make Woke AF Daily with Danielle Moody your podcast destination for 2024 election news and analysis. And tune in to hear the ways I am working to stay grounded amidst it all. Listen to Woke AF Daily Season 5 on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Tamika D. Mallory. And it's your boy, my son, the general. And we are your hosts of TMI. New year, new name, new energy, but... Same old (laughs) And catch us every Wednesday on the Black Effect Network, breaking down social and civil rights issues, pop culture, and politics in hopes of pushing our culture forward to make the world a better place for generations to come. But that's not all. We will also have special guests to add their thoughts on the topics, as well as break down different political issues with local activists in their community. If you like to be informed and to expand your thoughts, listen to TMI on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. That's right. Oh, they can't use that shit against me. It's just a record. Mm -hmm. No, but you're telling, you're talking about a criminal activity that really happened that the one times is investigating. And then if I could go grab your song and play it and hear you describe to the T of what the fuck I'm investigating, I'm finna come get your dumb ass. And I'm finna put the song up in court and go, look, a nigga was shot and killed with a 45. This nigga on his record said, I shot and killed a nigga with a 45. You get me? Mm-hmm. That's the dumbness of it. Instead of hypothetically, like, you know, some niggas came through and, uh, you know, you can't put yourself in that, in, even in that arena. Right. Nigga, go rap about something else. Go go rap about something else. But don't have the balls in the audacity to go out, commit a crime last night, and then run to the studio and go, yeah, we just came off a of hundred and something something street, and we had the Draco, and a nigga jumped out and shot two niggas, and you at the studio making a song about it. Yes, yeah, real and talk. Not, and, and like I said, that's the young, that's the young shit, though, James. You feel me? Right. Because the old ass nigga ain't gonna pull no shit like that. First of all, I ain't gonna take a nigga with me if I go go do some shit. So therefore, right. a nigga don't know what the fuck is going on. Okay, and second of all, I ain't gonna be dumb enough to get on fucking record and start rapping about some shit I just pulled three hours ago. It's like a nigga pop a nigga and then go, let's go to the studio and make a song about it. Right. And and the cool thing about it is when you go to court, the jury don't know you. 
the jury really don't know this gang life. The jury don't know this rap life. And automatically, they assume you guilty anyway because they don't understand it. But all they hear is what you're saying in these songs. Man. And they find you guilty because, like I said, the majority of the white people don't live this world, don't live this life. And you guilty already. Mm -hmm. You're trying to go... You trying to go to court against a motherfucker who's still mad at Snoop Dogg and niggas for saying bitch on record 30 years ago. You get right. me? And then you want to get in the stand with a motherfucker talking about you popped a nigga 45 and killed him and I did this and we jumped out on the nigga and you think you're going to get, man, man, please. No. Yeah, because, no. you know, you can sell as much dope as you want to on a record, right? And it may have been some stuff you was doing 15, 20 years ago, 25 years ago. So they can't bring that back up on you. But when you talk about taking a life, you could be 80 it's, years it's, old and somebody could have yeah, you up. It's, 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 it's evident, especially if your dumb ass go to the studio and rap about it. Like nice. I said, hypothetically, mm -hmm. hypothetically telling a tale from the hood. I mean, we've all had tales from the hood. Yeah. You know a nigga who done shot a nigga. I know a nigga who done shot a nigga. I know a nigga who got his ass beat by the police. I know a nigga who was selling dope. Nigga, that's all hypothetical shit. That's tales from the hood. Let me tell right. you what happened to the homie who sold dope and got caught. Let me tell you what happened to the homie who did a drive-by and got caught. Let me tell you what happened to the nigga who did this. You get me? Exactly. I could do that all day. But I'm not finna be like, yeah, nigga, we hit the block, nigga, with the four five and shot two niggas and one got whoopty whoop and his name was Teddy Ted, nigga, and blah, blah, blah. And your homeboy, little Fred, got killed at the bus stop and whoopty whoop. That shit is taking it too far. And it make motherfucker go, hmm, that nigga rapping a lot, you know what I'm saying? For a nigga who's just supposed to be a rapper, you showed telling a lot of in-detail shit about a situation that happened a month ago. Exactly. Now, this is what threw him in the grease. I guess in January 2015, a um, young man, Donovan Thomas Jr., was shot in an Atlanta barbershop in a suspected drive-by shooting. Five of Young Thug's alleged YSL associates, including another YSL rapper, Yak Gotti, whose real name is Diamante Kendrick, are now charged with Thomas's murder. Yak Gotti and the four other people are also charged with the attempted murder of two others. Three days before the alleged murder, the indictment asserts Young Thug rented a silver Infinity sedan that was used in the killing. The indictment claims that Thomas was a rival gang member. Now, see, <coughs> Young Thug is involved in the conspiracy now. He might have really rented that car. I doubt Young Thug is dumb enough to say, I'm going to go rent a car. And y'all use that to go shoot this nigga. It sounded like he was giving one of his little rappers, one of his little protégés or whatever, one of his little hangers on a car that he was driving. He went and killed a nigga in it. So now that automatically indicts Young Thug in it. Now, this is where the difficulty is going to come in on this at, right? Young Thug is making a lot of money right now. Gunner is making a lot of money. These little kids is making millions of dollars, dog. Do you think he's going to want to leave that lifestyle to go take one for the team. No, I wouldn't. But I mean, the way they think today, they they proven that they with it. They proven that they down with the circle they 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 hang with. So you get caught up at the end of the day because you ain't thinking. 
You ain't thinking about that shit. You just the homie just see you with it. You rent a goddamn car and then somebody get killed. That motherfucker is on your in your name. Guilty mm -hmm. by association is a motherfucker, but you don't want to get caught up like that. So why would the little homies put him in a situation like that? You know what I'm saying? That's some that's some cold shit right there. Now he can lose the rest of his life. Money don't matter if you're in the penitentiary for the rest of your life. No, it no, damn sure don't. Now, you remember the look other cat that's from down there from Atlanta, the the, the YFN Lucci cat eight. Yeah. You know, he got his own charges. He's in jail right now. You know, he he's in jail because of his own Rico indictment, right? They saying that the um, I guess Young Thug's crew stabbed him, had him shanked or whatever like that. So they bringing up all this right now, bro. And I'm gonna tell you, between social media rappers, did you know how many times I counted the other day? How many times I heard somebody threaten people's life online? I, I counted one day and I heard like 75 threats that can really get somebody locked up. People are online telling people, oh, I'm not tripping on him. I kill this dude. I kill that person. When did that start becoming so prevalent? When did people start really talking about what they planning to do? We in crazy times right now, bro. People been talking about what they do to a motherfucker from the beginning of time, Lord. It, it's, it's nothing new. Now they just speaking out on this shit. You know what I'm saying? And yeah, I it, it, it hasn't been escalated to the fact that social media uh, it, it, ex, it, it, you know, it escalates a lot of shit. You know what I'm saying? Cause yeah, nigga, I'll be at the house. You know, you go, oh man, I heard no nigga got problem. Man, 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 I shoot the sh I mean, I shoot that motherfucker. I ain't worried about that nigga. Like you said, niggas been telling niggas from, from day one about what they gonna do. A straightforward motherfucker ain't a nigga. Your grandma tell a nigga, I shoot that motherfucker. I ain't worried about them motherfuckers. I shoot right. them motherfuckers. Right. So, like you said, it's been it's just now that it's so up up front in your face with just like it's just like everybody from a from a kid to the to the to the white boy next door to the to the to the stripper coming out the club to the to the to the average Joe. You getting the average Joe will be on social media right now. Be like, I kill that motherfucker. You get me? And it's so glorified now. It's like social media glorifies everything. It glorifies why, why, everything. Why do you think social media allows us to get on these platforms and just speak free like that? Because now they use this as a tool, but the police use this shit as a tool to come and get certain motherfuckers. How can you be on the motherfucking run? How can you be on the run and you on you on Facebook telling everybody where you are? <laughs> they gonna come get you. Jason, how can you be on the run, but then you on Facebook live showing the nigga where you at? Oh, nigga, I'm here at the shit spot chilling and shit. They do that. Okay, this is what they doing. So you know they thinking that they slick and and, and they done got away. But you on social media. <laughs> hey, I don't give a fuck. A nigga can't live without posting some shit. Uh, he'll give no. a fuck if the, he'll give a fuck if the police or the world after him. He got to stop and make a post and be like, hey y'all, check out where I'm at right now. Yeah, <laughs> eating, eating, eating uh lobsters and shit. 
up in nigga the like, Ain't that nigga wanted and shit? Ain't the ain't the feds looking for just like a okay, perfect example? Gonna right. Welcome to Five Hundred Greatest Songs, a podcast based on Rolling Stone's hugely popular, influential, and sometimes controversial list. I'm Brittany Spanos. And I'm Rob Sheffield. We're here to shed light on the greatest songs ever made and discover what makes them so great. Every week, we'll pick a new song from the list and talk about their placement on the revamped 2021 list. We'll also have guests join us, ranging from the artists themselves to the producers or simply other writers like ourselves who voted on them. From classics like Fleetwood Mac's Dreams to the Ronettes' Be My Baby, and modern day classics like The Killer's Mr. Brightside and Britney Spears' Baby One More Time. There's so many fascinating stories that have been forgotten, like Midnight Train to Georgia, starting with a phone call to Farrah Fawcett, or how the Yeah, Yeah, Yeahs inspired Kelly Clarkson's banger Since You've Been Gone and Beyonce's Hold Up. Listen to Rolling Stone's 500 Greatest Songs on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is Neil Strauss, host of the Tenderfoot TV true crime podcast, To Live and Die in L.A., I'm here to tell you about the new podcast I've been undercover investigating for the last year and a half. It's called To Die For. Here's a clip. All these girls were sent out into the world and they were told, try to meet important men, try to attach yourself to important men. The voice you're hearing is a Russian model agent telling me about spies sent out to seduce men with political power. The war in Ukraine is also being fought by all these girls that are all over important cities. For the first time, a military-trained seduction spy reveals how the Russian government turned sex and love into a deadly weapon. If you want to kill your target, it's easy. You just seduce him, take him somewhere, start having sex, and then he's very vulnerable, so you can kill him easily. To Die For is available now. Listen for free on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm preaching to somebody today who is waiting for God to give you your next step. And you don't know what it is yet. You need God to show you your next step. Because God, I can't stay where I am like I am where it is. This isn't going to work. I have to move on, but I don't know where. A lot of time you'll use it as an excuse. Well, I don't know how. I don't know where. I don't know what. God, if you show me. God, if you tell me. God, if... no, 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 no. You know enough right now. And if you needed to know more, he would show you. Hey, this is Stephen Furtick. I want to invite you to listen to my podcast, Elevation with Stephen Furtick. I am here to help you for the battles that you face in life, for the times when you feel discouraged, for the times that you need guidance from God. I want to give you the truth of what he says about you to help you rise to your full potential. Listen to Elevation with Stephen Furtick every Sunday and Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Tamika D. Mallory. And it's your boy, my son, the general. And we are your host of TMI. New year, new name, new energy, but... Same old us. Oh, yeah. And catch us every Wednesday on the Black Effect Network, breaking down social and civil rights issues, pop culture, and politics in hopes of pushing our culture forward to make the world a better place for generations to come. But that's not all. We will also have special guests to add their thoughts on the topics. 
as well as break down different political issues with local activists in their community. If you like to be informed and to expand your thoughts, listen to TMI on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. That's right. Danielle Moody here, host of the Woke AF Daily podcast. We've been with iHeart's Outspoken Network for a year, and what a year it has been. Every weekday, I navigate our rapidly changing world alongside our series of fabulous expert guests. As we head deeper into 2024 and yet another life-changing election cycle, Woke AF Daily is here to keep you sane and woke. Woke not just to the latest headlines, but also to the collective power we all have. Woke to the need to build community with those around us. Woke to how to avoid burnout and woke to the ways we can all find joy in the madness. Make Woke AF Daily with Danielle Moody your podcast destination for 2024 election news and analysis. And tune in to hear the ways I am working to stay grounded amidst it all. Listen to Woke AF Daily Season 5 on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Mm-hmm. Was supposed to have been running from the feds already. He was supposed to have turned himself in for some shit. And he said, fuck that. I'm a part of the sovereign society and I don't believe in the government. He's supposed to have been turned himself in. That's why they arrested him when he jumped off that plane. Where he went? Was he in Detroit or wherever he went? Oh no, 42 Doug. That's who that was. 42 Doug. Um was was on the run was supposed to turn himself in for something but how you how you on the run and you at basketball games i just seen this on on the line that's the dude that's got 45 years no i don't know if he i don't know how long he got but one they supposed to been turned themselves in to a gun charge or something he had and he's supposed to turn himself in like six months ago and he didn't turn himself in but you wanted to you're a popular rapper right now. Mm-hmm. How are you on the run from the marshals? And you like like you got songs on 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 Madden and and and, and video games and, and you got national fucking albums out and you're sitting at a fucking basketball game. Like I, I don't understand that shit. Like, how are you on the run? But like I said, niggas who the the world is different now as far as with internet and posting and like like I used to I, I used to think it was crazy for motherfuckers who just want to sit down and get ready to eat and they just want to start taking pictures of their food and posting it because like you want to let a motherfucker know what you eating like right god damn man like. Like it, 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 everything is so extreme now with with social media, and it glorifies everything to where it's like that tale of 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 the motherfucking killer who wants the attention. You get me? Yeah. I I, I want I want motherfuckers know that I strangled eighty bitches, and you get me, and I want them to broadcast it, and I want y'all to uh fucking. I want you to broadcast my manifesto and shit like that. Like you killed 80 motherfuckers and you want to be a Hollywood star. Like it's the the craziness behind it because some of us come from the era of 
I want my shit to be quiet on the set. Yeah, no, no I, listen. I don't, I don't want a motherfucker to know where I live. I don't want a motherfucker to know what I got, what I do, none of that. Fuck it. If you want to think I'm broke as a motherfucking joke, think it. If you want to think I'm a bum and I got nothing and I'm broke and I'm living off of welfare and all that, that means you don't know, that means you don't know a goddamn thing about me and I love it. You get me? I've I've never been the nigga who wanted to be like, yeah, I'm front and center. Yeah, that's me. I'm over here today. And tomorrow I'm over here. And then next week I'm over here. And then we got this. And then we doing this. And I got all of this. And I got stacks of this. And just, hey, everybody, look at me. I never want to be that dude. Yeah, exactly. Now, now listen to this. And this all kind of stuff. So this means that they got to be taping these cats, right? Because I guess on February 22nd, two or other Young Thug's other associates discussed how to get Young Thug's permission for a second murder attempt on the incarcerated YFN Lucci, the indictment asserts one of the two YSL associates sought Young Thug's permission to murder YFN Lucci. And then they got another one where they attempted murder on an Atlanta police officer. See, these dudes is in a whole bunch of stuff, man. First of all, who go out plotting hits on murdering an officer? Like I said, it's been from the beginning of time, bro. It's just different now. They're broadcasting the shit. They're putting it out on this shit. It's different now. But back then, same shit. It ain't the first time a motherfucker talked about hitting a police officer or whatever. But I'm just saying, the way they conduct business today is fucked up. It's fucked up. So, you know, that's one thing about Suge. Suge would change his phone number every goddamn week. He wouldn't mm. keep the same phone because he knew them motherfuckers. If, if when they was investigating death row, you knew so it's a certain way to be. But you can't quit what you're doing. But you got to tighten it up a little bit. The mm. average Joe couldn't call Sugar and talk about no street shit. So these dudes are just careless, man. These little cats out here. Loving the world, living it, running around here taking pictures with stacks of money, mm-hmm. like it's a goddamn phone, and the females is feeding off of that shit, and they just loving the shit. They loving the attention. Mm-hmm. And they want the whole world to know. You know, a rich motherfucker ain't gonna show you he rich. No, I, I think it's just the it's just the ego of the generation of what's you know what's what's trying what's controlling as far as what we know is hip hop and and that and that and that side. You know the youth control a lot. These young cats, you know, uh, you know they got a lot of shit that that a growing motherfucking teenager or kid fantasize about, uh, fantasize about having. You know, uh, it's a dream to wear fucking thirty platinum chains with diamonds and you know, ride around in Rolls Royces with guns and, you know, uh, like I said, I got a fucking 17-year-old son. He love that shit. You know, 
I want to, well, if I'm taking him to football practice or school or whatever, all he playing is pop a nigga, pop a nigga. I try to shot a nigga, pop, drop a nigga, fuck a nigga up. Then I tell your bitch, fuck that bitch, fuck that hoe, nigga. I pop a pill and feel, and I don't, I don't, I just sit there and listen to it because yeah, it's crazy. It, it, it's what, it's what's, it's what's ruling right now. It's what's ruling. But so, do you try to explain to him the music and the lifestyle he listens to? The 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 song he glorifying can potentially be a problem for him if he liking it like that. One day he might be in a situation. That type of shit pop in your head what you should do when you're in a situation. So you got to explain to him that, man, these guys are just rapping. These guys, most guys ain't real gangsters that rap. But see, it's it's crazy because the dudes you're talking about are getting indicted and they're in prison and they're just getting let out of prison and they that's all he listened to. He but, listens but to his, his, he love he loves some NBA young boy. And we know that 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 little that that that's my son right there. He's been through some 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 a lot of shit. You know, the feds, DOJ and all this shit he rapping about and he into it with everybody and nigga, every other song is I shot a nigga, shot a nigga, pop a nigga, pop a nigga, fuck a nigga, nigga. I don't like this nigga. I don't like this. And he naming niggas by name. Fuck this nigga. Fuck this nigga. Fuck this nigga. And my son, we ride to school in the morning and that's it. When, he, when it's time for football practice, that's what he playing. Nigga, I shot a nigga, I shot a nigga, pop a nigga, fuck a nigga, I, I, nigga, I dump a nigga, kill a nigga. Don't run up on me. I hit you with that this and I hit you with that that. And I just look at him and I pay attention to the music. But then I think my son knows that if any situation came down, I think he know I would take the blunt of a lot of shit. So he doesn't have to put himself in a situation that the music might influence him to get into some stupid shit because I think he already know any stupid shit that came his way, I would probably take the blunt of it. All right. All right. Hey, I'm going to read some rap lyrics back. These from 92 and 93, I believe. I want to know if these rap lyrics get you indicted today. I'm in too deep. I don't kill the motherfucker and I just can't sleep. One time's trying to do a smooth creep and on top of that, Niggas after me for fucking one of they hood rats. I ain't got time for the fucking bitch's story. Niggas want me gotta come in my territory. And ain't no you can get the fist. Niggas come and they go get done at their own risk. What is it all about? Should I leave or should I stay? Cause I don't want to punk out. Or what should I do? The homie say the hood's where it's good, homeboy. I thought you knew. So in the process to show the hood my best, no time to react, caught two in the chest. Now who's looking down? I guess I'm finished. I'm going out like a straight up menace. Yeah. Okay. Welcome to 500 Greatest Songs, a podcast based on Rolling Stone's hugely popular, influential, and sometimes controversial list. I'm Brittany Spanos. And I'm Rob Sheffield. We're here to shed light on the greatest songs ever made and discover what makes them so great. Every week, we'll pick a new song from the list and talk about their placement on the revamped 2021 list. We'll also have guests join us, ranging from the artists themselves to the producers, 
or simply other writers like ourselves who voted on them. From classics like Fleetwood Mac's Dreams to The Ronettes' Be My Baby, and modern day classics like The Killer's Mr. Brightside and Britney Spears' Baby One More Time. There's so many fascinating stories that have been forgotten, like Midnight Train to Georgia, starting with a phone call to Farrah Fawcett, or how the Yeah, Yeah, Yeahs inspired Kelly Clarkson's banger Since You've Been Gone and Beyonce's Hold Up. Listen to Rolling Stone's 500 Greatest Songs on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is Neil Strauss, host of the Tenderfoot TV true crime podcast, To Live and Die in L.A., I'm here to tell you about the new podcast I've been undercover investigating for the last year and a half. It's called To Die For. Here's a clip. All these girls were sent out into the world and they were told, try to meet important men, try to attach yourself to important men. The voice you're hearing is a Russian model agent telling me about spies sent out to seduce men with political power. The war in Ukraine is also being fought by all these girls that are all over important cities. For the first time, a military-trained seduction spy reveals how the Russian government turned sex and love into a deadly weapon. If you want to kill your target, it's easy. You just seduce him, take him somewhere, start having sex, and then he's very vulnerable, so you can kill him easily. To Die For is available now. Listen for free on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm preaching to somebody today who is waiting for God to give you your next step. And you don't know what it is yet. You need God to show you your next step. Because God, I can't stay where I am like I am where it is. This isn't going to work. I have to move on, but I don't know where. A lot of time you'll use it as an excuse. Well, I don't know how. I don't know where. I don't know what. God, if you show me. God, if you tell me. God, if... no, 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 no. You know enough right now. And if you needed to know more, he would show you. Hey, this is Stephen Furtick. I want to invite you to listen to my podcast, Elevation with Stephen Furtick. I am here to help you for the battles that you face in life, for the times when you feel discouraged, for the times that you need guidance from God. I want to give you the truth of what he says about you to help you rise to your full potential. Listen to Elevation with Stephen Furtick every Sunday and Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Danielle Moody here, host of the Woke AF Daily podcast. We've been with iHeart's Outspoken Network for a year, and what a year it has been. Every weekday, I navigate our rapidly changing world alongside our series of fabulous expert guests. As we head deeper into 2024 and yet another life-changing election cycle, Woke AF Daily is here to keep you sane and woke. Woke not just to the latest headlines, but also to the collective power we all have. Woke to the need to build community with those around us. Woke to how to avoid burnout and woke to the ways we can all find joy in the madness. Make Woke AF Daily with Danielle Moody your podcast destination for 2024 election news and analysis. And tune in to hear the ways I am working to stay grounded amidst it all. Listen to Woke AF Daily Season 5 on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Tamika D. Mallory. And it's your boy, my son, the general. And we are your hosts of TMI. New year, new name, new energy, but... Same old. Oh, yeah, yeah. 
And catch us every Wednesday on the Black Effect Network, breaking down social and civil rights issues, pop culture, and politics in hopes of pushing our culture forward to make the world a better place for generations to come. But that's not all. We will also have special guests to add their thoughts on the topics, as well as break down different political issues with local activists in their community. If you like to be informed and to expand your thoughts, listen to TMI on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. That's right. Those lyrics basically are speaking to you in a hypothetical form. If you see, if you, if you look, if you listen to it, none of those lyrics actually tell you we, yesterday we went and killed the nigga mm-hmm. or it doesn't name a specific situation. Okay. We popped the nigga with a, with an AK on this block. Your homie from six, five got killed with the motherfucking, you get me? Mm-hmm. It's a difference. And then the the way the story is like, it's being like a story being told is that I'm trying to show you. And then it's already being mapped out because it's from a movie and a story that I'm trying to tell you. So it's a hypothetical. It's the thought process that I'm trying to wrap to you in the thinking or in the form of what a nigga in that situation might do. You feel me? I'm not actually trying to pump up the fact that I'm beefing with a nigga. I'm basically telling you a hypothetical story. You know why? Because you just got through watching this movie. Mm-hmm. Yes. You just got through watching this movie. So now I'm trying to put you in the sense of this character from this movie and what he's having to go through living in this lifestyle. You get me? So that it's a difference of as far as what you're saying today. Niggas ain't on phones talking about me uh, renting cars and them going to do drive bys. You get me? Yes, yeah, exactly. niggas, niggas ain't on niggas in my lyrics. Uh, when I'm saying I, I, I can't sleep, I done killed the motherfucker. That's a hypothetical movie I'm building because, like I said, you just watched this movie, okay? And as a sense of last week, a nigga that we got beef, that, that, I'm going to put it in a hypothetical like this. Me and another rapper is beefing, right? Mm-hmm. This other rapper gets shot last week. I put out a song today describing this rapper getting shot to a T. And then you catch some niggas on the phone talking about how eight sent us to shoot this rapper. Yeah, they're going to, they can indict me for the lyrics all day. Yeah, and you know what? And what's crazy, and the reason I brought up that song eight is because I know it's talking about a movie, right? But what's dangerous is about the day is that a district attorney can get a hair up her ass or his ass, look at you, and go to a song that you wrote that you might just be talking about some shit you don't sing and just using your imagination as an artist, and they can actually probably tie you up with some shit, dog. 
Yeah, but then I got the evidence to go back and go watch the movie. I'm described. So now if that movie had never happened, then you talking a different story. Because if I get on record and tell you I didn't kill the nigga last night and I can't sleep and won't de won't and comes to find out a nigga got killed last night. Mm-hmm. But you gotta look at it though, eh? even if that song was in the eighties, if you played that song today with the technology and all this shit, these task force, they're gonna look into it. Of course. Go through the- if I'm living that lifestyle and I'm claiming that I'm still this active ass nigga and I have the and I have the balls to put on this record that last that I can't sleep because I done killed the motherfucker and the one times is creeping on me. Of course, I got to know that they going to listen to this song. You get me? That's the dumb shit behind it, because. I'm knowing they looking at me, you get me? I already know you can't be that st- like that. That's the beauty of this shit. You can't be that dumb to know you're not getting watched. Can you be that fucking stupid and naive to know that you done pulled some shit and you're not getting watched? But I you don't still, think that, I don't think these young cats know that the police got a task force, task force with maybe twelve motherfuckers sitting at the desk, going through YouTube, going through Facebook, and just searching and surfing these dudes once they see one thing that's just like the task force that that can fuck with the taliban that knows uh when when terrorists is coming into the united states you're profiled so once they put you in that data everything that you say potentially for anything pertaining to killing raping or whatever is gonna pop up now they own you Come on, they've been doing this shit from the beginning of time. They've been doing this shit, so it's not brand new. And these young cats don't know that they're doing this just because. They you know get it. me? If, 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 if I'm still active in the drug game, do I want to make records about me selling drugs? Probably not. It's something to talk about, and that's what they're doing. You get me? Because like 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 you said, in this day and age with technology, you're making it simple for a motherfucker. You get Very me? Easy. Very you're making easy. it simple for him. I could kick back as a motherfucking one time right now, just sit up on Instagram and go through my whole neighborhood of where I'm patrolling because all these niggas got Facebook and, and Instagram pages. And one of these niggas going to slip up. Somebody going to be showing a pistol. Somebody going to do a video showing a pistol. Somebody going to do a video showing some dope or some shit. They making it easy. So if you put yourself in them situations like, yeah, yeah, shit. Nowadays, we used to fight that shit. Oh, you can't use that shit. Oh, I'm just rapping 30 years ago. You can't use the fact that. I was talking about a nigga getting killed. And then now you got three young kids who went out and killed the motherfucker because they say, remember, oh, I killed the nigga because I was listening to eight or I was listening to Tupac or I was listening to Scarface. And they told me you better pop a motherfucker before he pop you. So I popped the motherfucker. You You just described the first 48. And I suggest all these young cats look at the first 48 hours. That's how they getting them. 
they finding who you are. All they do is go to your Facebook page, look at you, and see all this shit, guns and everything else, and they come get you. Yeah, they don't even got to know your name. What's the nigga street name? What's his nickname? Oh, his name is Lil Something Something. They go right up, pull up Lil Something Something. They go through your shit, scroll, and then blam. Look, is right. that a 4-5 he got? Is that an AK-47 right there? Is that a... What was the murder weapon used in the kill? Oh, it was what? It was a 4-5 and an AK? Look, there's the two murder weapons right there. It, it, it's, they, you, they make it so... And then, like I said, everybody nowadays is a rapper right so all you gotta do is go to facebook or instagram one of them got a youtube page you're gonna go to youtube you're gonna pull up the video and then they describing the whole murder right there we pulled up in that thing we jumped out with that thing we hit that nigga with it they even describing the murder web with that 40 cal or that 223 or that draco or that wooty woo you even telling what pistol you used do do you feel like sometimes you like with the new rappers today that that you played a big part in these cats rapping the way they rap because your rap is totally different. The way you do it is totally different. The way uh, Ice T and them used to rap is totally different. I'm like, no, because rap, rap wouldn't have been, rap, what if rap wasn't around? So what are you going to say then that influenced you to gangbang and carry a rag and a strap and claim your neighborhood and all that? Because it wasn't rap that made me want to do that shit. Well, it's not just rap. It's movies. You know, a lot of guys. It, I, that, it wasn't a movie that made me want to claim the neighborhood. It was the niggas I saw every day on the block getting money, and what I went through as a as a kid whose mom struggled, who didn't have a father around, no older siblings to guide me in the right direction. I didn't see no movies about black niggas gang banging or motherfuckers, whatever. I saw that shit on the block every day when my mama took us to school, and I. I saw niggas out there with fresh El Caminos and Dayton's and motherfucking bitches and all that. That's what influenced me to gang banging. It wasn't a movie or it was what I saw every day. Welcome to 500 Greatest Songs, a podcast based on Rolling Stone's hugely popular, influential, and sometimes controversial list. I'm Brittany Spanos. And I'm Rob Sheffield. We're here to shed light on the greatest songs ever made and discover what makes them so great. Every week, we'll pick a new song from the list and talk about their placement on the revamped 2021 list. We'll also have guests join us, ranging from the artists themselves to the producers or simply other writers like ourselves who voted on them. From classics like Fleetwood Mac's Dreams to the Ronettes' Be My Baby and modern day classics like The Killer's Mr. Brightside and Britney Spears' Baby One More Time. There's so many fascinating stories that have been forgotten, like Midnight Train to Georgia, starting with a phone call to Farrah Fawcett, or how the Yeah, Yeah, Yeahs inspired Kelly Clarkson's banger Since You've Been Gone and Beyonce's Hold Up. Listen to Rolling Stone's 500 Greatest Songs on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is Neil Strauss, host of the Tenderfoot TV true crime podcast, To Live and Die in L.A., I'm here to tell you about the new podcast I've been undercover investigating for the last year and a half. It's called To Die For. Here's a clip. 
all these girls were sent out into the world and they were told, try to meet important men, try to attach yourself to important men. The voice you're hearing is a Russian model agent telling me about spies sent out to seduce men with political power. The war in Ukraine is also being fought by all these girls that are all over important cities. For the first time, a military-trained seduction spy reveals how the Russian government turned sex and love into a deadly weapon. If you want to kill your target, it's easy. You just seduce him, take him somewhere, start having sex, and then he's very vulnerable, so you can kill him easily. To Die For is available now. Listen for free on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm preaching to somebody today who is waiting for God to give you your next step. And you don't know what it is yet. You need God to show you your next step. Because God, I can't stay where I am like I am where it is. This isn't going to work. I have to move on, but I don't know where. A lot of time you'll use it as an excuse. Well, I don't know how. I don't know where. I don't know what. God, if you show me. God, if you tell me. God, if... no, 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 no. You know enough right now. And if you needed to know more, he would show you. Hey, this is Stephen Furtick. I want to invite you to listen to my podcast, Elevation with Stephen Furtick. I am here to help you for the battles that you face in life, for the times when you feel discouraged, for the times that you need guidance from God. I want to give you the truth of what he says about you to help you rise to your full potential. Listen to Elevation with Stephen Furtick every Sunday and Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Danielle Moody here, host of the Woke AF Daily podcast. We've been with iHeart's Outspoken Network for a year, and what a year it has been. Every weekday, I navigate our rapidly changing world alongside our series of fabulous expert guests. As we head deeper into 2024 and yet another life-changing election cycle, Woke AF Daily is here to keep you sane and woke. Woke not just to the latest headlines, but also to the collective power we all have. Woke to the need to build community with those around us. Woke to how to avoid burnout and woke to the ways we can all find joy in the madness. Make Woke AF Daily with Danielle Moody your podcast destination for 2024 election news and analysis. And tune in to hear the ways I am working to stay grounded amidst it all. Listen to Woke AF Daily Season 5 on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Tamika D. Mallory. And it's your boy, my son, the general. And we are your hosts of TMI. New year, new name, new energy, but... Same old <laughs> oh, yeah. And catch us every Wednesday on the Black Effect Network, breaking down social and civil rights issues, pop culture, and politics in hopes of pushing our culture forward to make the world a better place for generations to come. But that's not all. We will also have special guests to add their thoughts on the topics, as well as break down different political issues with local activists in their community. If you like to be informed and to expand your thoughts, listen to TMI on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. That's right. And waking up like, damn, man. Damn, you get me? That that's what made me 
want to turn it wasn't a record or a movie i saw or none of that because to me that shit was make-believe you get me records and fucking tv and movie that shit was make-believe i could stand out on my porch right now look two houses down and see the freshest new cars i could i'm talking about nigga i i, I grew up in spook town so motherfucking them niggas over there had that nigga it was on and cracking so I got to see shit, and that was influenced me to want to gangbang and sell dope. Now, rapping made me want to be a rapper. Limousines and fat gold chains. I didn't think that shit was going to come. I, I don't know. I didn't cross the two. Maybe I was too young. But I didn't cross the two as that coming from the dope shit. I looked at that as coming from being a rapper. So I wanted to start making records. It didn't influence me because I was already gangbanging when the music shit started. You get me? So I felt like I need to tell tales about the neighborhood because I don't know shit else. You get me? I didn't know nothing about partying or, you know, growing up like the Fresh Prince or rapping like Young MC or Tone Loke where it was just party, party, let's have fun. Nah, because on my block, niggas was coming through shooting every day. Where I grew up at, niggas was selling crack, making money. So that's all I knew to rap about. I didn't know how to rap about, you know, hey, party tonight over here, grab you a girl and let's dance. I didn't know that. I knew that tonight somebody finna come down the street and blast. Or tonight somebody finna go down to jail because they got dope in, in on the corner. Or tonight somebody finna get killed. Or that's all that's how I started rapping because I just saw shit that went on in the neighborhood every day. And at that time, for us on the West Coast, that's what our music was. So I didn't get influenced by that. But being me and then being a kid in another state, like a Texas or a Kansas or whatever, and listen to MC8 on record and MC8 talk about how, you know, Compton it is and they was cripping and blood and the niggas was selling dope. Yeah, I might be influenced by that shit. A kid from who who just from out of town and yeah, MC8 might influence me to start gangbanging because I'm looking at his videos and khaki suits and seeing low riders and shit like that. That shit might influence me to gangbang and pick up a strap and start claiming a neighborhood I ain't never been from because influence is a motherfucker. You're right. You know, I think these guys got a big problem with when they make money, they think they got to go back to the to the neighborhood and show the homies that they made it. I don't see why you'll be worth 20 million and think that you got to go back to the hood. 20 million means you made it out of the hood. You 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 made it out of the struggle. Some niggas, James, but can you answer this? Do you feel that some niggas were never that from the hood and these niggas go off and make the 20, 30 million and then they want to come back and prove that they are significant from the hood because they got money and fame now? Yeah, 
I mean, we have certain individuals in our neighborhood that made it and come back to the hood. See, it's different. It's, it's different levels to to being in the hood. You got the gangsters. You got the shooters. You got the good dressers. You got the the homies that know how to sell dope and save their money. Is 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 different shit to it. You got those that that wasn't with it. Ain't about it, but wanted to live the life of the big homie because mm-hmm. he respected. So by coming back to the hood, you got money. Everybody gonna respect you because they want to be around you because they know what you're worth. They know what they know your worth, and then now you you giving and helping everybody. But what they gotta realize is the day you stop looking out for one homie, he's gonna be mad. Now he's plotting, and they don't understand that part. I don't think I can make or be worth thirty million and go back to hood to the hood and get into that type of activity. Because uh, it only takes one person to say, oh, the big homie, he buying all the homies guns. All the big homies supplying all the dope. This is how these cats is getting caught up because they want to be a part of the hood. And you know, truth be told, the hood is all we got. You know what I'm saying? But if I struggled and I went through it and I did my time in prison, I don't owe nobody nothing. I don't owe the hood nothing. So I don't have to, I don't feel like I got to go back to the hood to prove to them, nigga, I still got y'all. Where was you niggas at when I was in prison? Nobody sent me no money. But we feel like we got to be there. Yeah, a lot of niggas, a lot of niggas don't want that question. You did, you get me, James? Right. A lot of niggas don't want that question of how, uh, how valuable they were to the hood. So a lot of niggas go back to buy that motherfucking uh, uh, that 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 authentication. You get me? Right. Uh, uh, a lot of niggas, like you said, for a nigga who felt like I paid my dues, I don't owe nobody shit. So right. I'm gonna go where I go. If I move out the hood, I'm gonna go set up and I'm gonna do something. I don't feel like I gotta come back and toss money and buy dope and gun because that's what the level becomes anyway. You know. It ain't like a nigga tell you, nigga, come help me get an education from the hood or come help me get a job. Or most of the time, niggas just slide me some 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 heat or slide me some dope. You get me? Well, that's one of the reasons why I say I'm going to come back to the hood and fuck with those that told me get the fuck off the block. Like you had homies that told you that this ain't for you. Go do that. I'm going to come back and I'm going to make sure those cats is right, because this is one of the reasons why I am. Because you told me to get the fuck off the block. You don't want to see me on the block. You're going to whoop my ass if you see me hanging out. That type of shit. Exactly. I'm going to come back to those cats. And Now, you know what? Hey, while we on rap lyrics, before we go, before we check out, I got to ask you this. Because this would always wonder. Now, you and Quick is the... Y'all cool now. Y'all friends now. You know, y'all, that's old stuff. You know what I mean? Y'all was kids. But at that time, y'all was doing it. You was hanging around some pretty crucial people. Y'all uh-huh. y'all was out there doing y'all thing, and Quick had his crew. It could have possibly got dangerous. Do you think at that time, man, that the lyrics that y'all both was talking about, do you think that could have ended up being some bad stuff back then? Oh, definitely. 
I mean, shit, it, it, it did. And a, a dude lost his life behind it. After, you know, Quick made a song about it. You know, the fight at the L. Ray. I mean, that's what it came down to. Um, and that's why I used to tell people that it, it was it was critical. A lot of people, you know, do shit for records or for amusement or whatever. But when you grow up in a situation like we did, as far as growing up in Compton and gangbanging was everything. You give me fuck a record, fuck whatever. Banging in Compton in that time of my life, that shit, nigga, it was critical to niggas. Like, so... It got to a point like niggas say, yeah, nigga lost his life. And motherfuckers had to start thinking about that because it could have been way more than that. You get me? It could have been way. Niggas knew where Treetop was. Niggas knew where Trag New Park was. It was nothing. And then, like you said, we were still, well, I was. I was one of those niggas who felt like I needed to stay in the hood. Well, yeah, it, it even was, though I was even though I was making records and I was on my third album and I had a house in Corona and was chilling, woomty woom, nigga, I got on the ninety one freeway every day and went to track new, every fucking day, pulling up with Rolex watches on and diamonds and all that, fucking hundred thousand dollar cars and all that, and I'm pulling up in track new every day. Because I'm still hanging out at the car wash on motherfucking Compton Boulevard and motherfucking in Palmer Block. You know, I did shit like that because I was one of those niggas who grew up in Compton and just gang banging was everything. You know, it was the hood. It was hanging out in Compton. I don't think I've I don't think un until I started rapping and going on tour, I didn't even venture out of the city limits of Compton. I didn't go to L.A. I didn't go to Hollywood. Welcome to 500 Greatest Songs, a podcast based on Rolling Stone's hugely popular, influential, and sometimes controversial list. I'm Brittany Spanos. And I'm Rob Sheffield. We're here to shed light on the greatest songs ever made and discover what makes them so great. Every week, we'll pick a new song from the list and talk about their placement on the revamped 2021 list. We'll also have guests join us, ranging from the artists themselves to the producers, or simply other writers like ourselves who voted on them. From classics like Fleetwood Mac's Dreams to The Ronettes' Be My Baby, and modern day classics like The Killer's Mr. Brightside and Britney Spears' Baby One More Time. There's so many fascinating stories that have been forgotten, like Midnight Train to Georgia, starting with a phone call to Farrah Fawcett, or how the Yeah, Yeah, Yeahs inspired Kelly Clarkson's banger Since You've Been Gone and Beyonce's Hold Up. Listen to Rolling Stone's 500 Greatest Songs on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is Neil Strauss, host of the Tenderfoot TV true crime podcast, To Live and Die in L.A. I'm here to tell you about the new podcast I've been undercover investigating for the last year and a half. It's called To Die For. Here's a clip. All these girls were sent out into the world and they were told, try to meet important men, try to attach yourself to important men. The voice you're hearing is a Russian model agent telling me about spies sent out to seduce men with political power. The war in Ukraine is also being fought by all these girls that are all over important cities. For the first time, 
a military-trained seduction spy, reveals how the Russian government turned sex and love into a deadly weapon. If you want to kill your target, it's easy. You just seduce him, take him somewhere, start having sex, and then he's very vulnerable, so you can kill him easily. To Die For is available now. Listen for free on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm preaching to somebody today who is waiting for God to give you your next step. And you don't know what it is yet. You need God to show you your next step. Because God, I can't stay where I am like I am where it is. This isn't going to work. I have to move on, but I don't know where. A lot of time you'll use it as an excuse. Well, I don't know how. I don't know where. I don't know what. God, if you show me. God, if you tell me. God, no, 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 no. You know enough right now. And if you needed to know more, he would show you. Hey, this is Stephen Furtick. I want to invite you to listen to my podcast, Elevation with Stephen Furtick. I am here to help you for the battles that you face in life, for the times when you feel discouraged, for the times that you need guidance from God. I want to give you the truth of what he says about you to help you rise to your full potential. Listen to Elevation with Stephen Furtick every Sunday and Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Tamika D. Mallory. And it's your boy, my son, the general. And we are your host of TMI. New year, new name, new energy, but... Same old us. Oh, yeah. And catch us every Wednesday on the Black Effect Network, breaking down social and civil rights issues, pop culture, and politics in hopes of pushing our culture forward to make the world a better place for generations to come. But that's not all. We will also have special guests to add their thoughts on the topics, as well as break down different political issues with local activists in their community. If you like to be informed and to expand your thoughts, listen to TMI on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. That's right. Danielle Moody here, host of the Woke AF Daily podcast. We've been with iHeart's Outspoken Network for a year, and what a year it has been. Every weekday, I navigate our rapidly changing world alongside our series of fabulous expert guests. As we head deeper into 2024 and yet another life-changing election cycle, Woke AF Daily is here to keep you sane and woke. Woke not just to the latest headlines, but also to the collective power we all have. Woke to the need to build community with those around us. Woke to how to avoid burnout and woke to the ways we can all find joy in the madness. Make Woke AF Daily with Danielle Moody your podcast destination for 2024 election news and analysis. And tune in to hear the ways I am working to stay grounded amidst it all. Listen to Woke AF Daily Season 5 on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I didn't do none of that shit. All I did was go to Trag New Park every day. So, yeah, I, I was one of them niggas who felt like, yeah, I'm going to the hood today. 
and I didn't give a fuck. So, nigga, I, it was straps, and then now you making records, so now you got a little entourage, and now you know, you know, you roll in, I'm, like I said, I'm still in the city. So it wasn't like we didn't see them, and they didn't see us, and it was signs stone up, and gestures, and all kind of shit. It could have been treacherous. It, 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 was, it was hectic back then. Man, that, man the city of Compton back then was, was fucking crack. treacherous. It but it, but to crack. us, but to us, it was cracking. That's how we looked at it. It was cracking right. back then. Other motherfuckers would have been petrified to live in the city of Compton because niggas was getting shot, killed, and niggas hit every day. And we looked at that shit as, hey, this is the fucking way of life. It, it, it's the fucking way of life. So fuck it. And to be able to pull up out of that motherfucker and look up and be like 50 years later, mm-hmm. niggas like, man, please, nigga, they could have that shit. But you and you and Quick is on something totally different. Y'all, uh, we, on, we on something. Oh, we on some, like you said, we on some grown ass man shit. I mean, right. you know, I mean, it was, it was just, it was just the naive situations of two young niggas growing up in two different neighborhoods in Compton. You but get you me? Know, hey, do y'all realize the impact that y'all had on oh, every we had a gang of impact. Compton? We I'm had a gang of impact because niggas was stripped. Because niggas was cripping and niggas was blooding. And like you said, the city was on fire. When me and Quick was beefing, it was some Compton shit. And it was crack. And like I said, it didn't even have to be treetop or track new. It didn't matter. It was like, it was just some cripping blood shit. Right. It was some cripping blood shit. So, because I'm sure the Crips took sides and the Bloods took sides. Even people that right. had to do it. Nigga, we could have had beef. I we I could have had beef with a Crip set, and it didn't matter back then. You chose your side when me and Quick was beefing. And that's right. how it went down. And the city of Compton was hot when it started happening. But like I said, it's something we went through. Lord willing, we was able to, you know, unfortunately, you know, People got hurt. Somebody lost their life behind it. And we were able to, like you said, we was able to grow up because when you able to grow up and mature, you able to think differently and you able to see shit different. You know what I'm saying? And then when you got shit to live for, man, it, it's just something different. Right. You know, yeah. I'm, I'm not in the motherfucking streets no more. I wasn't in Triag New Park no more. I was in Corona, chilling in the house, probably swimming in the pool. What the fuck I want to be gangbang beefing for with a nigga? You get me? Why do I want to get off the freeway and have to look every fucking corner and check every fucking stoplight and stop sign because I'm rap beefing with a nigga over some gang shit? So, you know, once a nigga grew up and mature and niggas was like, man, the fuck am I beef? So what? You from Treetop? I'm from Tragnew? Nigga, here, hit this motherfucking blunt. Right. And that's basically how it happened. You know, shit. Mm-hmm. Here, nigga, you, you, everybody know where you from. Everybody know where I'm from. Now what? You get me? Now what? Well, well, why do I got a problem with you? Now what? Yeah, because y'all was kind of the first ones to put it out there. Like, to be honest with you, before you always kind of assumed that rappers was from certain neighborhoods, right? But nobody ever actually said it. I think Eight was one of the first. Uh, Quick was one of the first people to say he was. 
where we don't you didn't you didn't really cross the line of letting you know because nigga if you if nigga already knew where you was from if you grew up in Compton you went to school and all that shit Um, we didn't do that shit for record purposes because we didn't want a sense of being banned or not being played if we was yelling out treetop or trad new or you know the mob or whatever but it started getting acceptable to the record labels. They start not giving a fuck. Especially when niggas was beefing it was making record sales. Nigga right. claim that shit. We don't give a fuck. But at in the beginning, Epic wouldn't be caught me dead saying Crip or Tried New on the record. Man, please. They would have snatched that motherfucker so quick. They was already petrified of niggas. Now we finna put out a record, then you claiming a set and talking about your cripping and all. Oh my God. Them motherfuckers would have had a heart attack. Them <laughs> <laughs> motherfuckers would have had a heart attack. They didn't already want, that's why a nigga didn't get really that much promotion and all that shit back then when we was coming up. Because them motherfuckers were scared of niggas. But they knew this shit was making money. But they didn't know how to deal with it. Nowadays, they don't give a fuck. Nigga, claim your hood, wear your rag, nigga. You can throw up your set, throw up your sign. We don't give a fuck. Just cut us our portion. But back then, hell nah, James. Them motherfuckers was petrified of niggas gang banging. James, James, you was was real ignorant at that time, James, huh? I was very ignorant. Very ignorant. Did you take a side? Oh, yeah. Yeah, shit. I was riding with Quick all day. You know, I'm on this side of Compton. And I tell everybody the story. I'm going up Rosecrans and get shot at because I'm I'm bumping the quick shit. So somebody was lurking and hurting and popped at me. You know what I'm saying? This was stupid as a motherfucker back then. Like I said, it was vice versa. And niggas was like, nigga, I wish them niggas would. You know what nigga, I'm saying? Nigga, nigga, you playing a song, nigga, nigga, shooting at your car, nigga. That's some crazy shit. That's we had so copped We had copped it on fire like hey, a motherfucker. Hey, <laughs> that's how they identify you. That song identified you. If you was playing quick, we knew you was a blood. You was a blood, yeah. If you bumping you that motherfucking... You that's bumping an 8 or PMW, nigga, that nigga's... Them niggas, you cripping, nigga. So, exactly. nigga, you, you didn't have you, nigga. That's it. All we had to do was hear it coming from your car, and nigga, that's it. Now you throwing up, and you chasing niggas, and you popping the You literally chasing niggas, man. It was it was it was motherfucking car chases, and not with the police, nigga. It was it. Compton was on, nigga. Compton was hot, man. Goodness yeah. gracious, them days was fire. But like I said when I told you. About a year ago, who would have thought MC8 and 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 Mob James would be on the podcast together? Who would have thought that Eight and Quick settled their differences and now they're in the studio kicking it, hitting big blunts? I mean, and we'd have killed each other. We didn't even know each other, but we'd have killed each other just because of the association of being a blood or crib. You feel me? These young cats ain't understanding that. Now y'all old enough to make money now. Y'all making money together. They don't get that part. Man, it's 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 crazy, but yeah, no yeah, it's crazy. Like somebody it's said, good. it's crazy what motherfuckers will do to put themselves in the position of fame nowadays. And it don't matter what it come to. 
if I got to tell a nigga about me popping a nigga last night, fucking, I'm gonna put may put it on record. It, it's it's just the amount of of what niggas will do for fame nowadays to be famous or become that next celebrity or whatever. So you got to be re- because, like I said, you can live your life like I'm cool with everybody. I don't have an issue with nam motherfucker on this planet Earth, but for some reason, it's motherfuckers who got issues with you. Yeah. You get me? And that's just the fucked up the it's just the fucked up shit about it. Money is a different way of making money. It's a different way of selling selling drugs. This shit here is a different way to pay your bills. Half of us black men don't want to get up and go get a real motherfucking job. Mm. Hey, let me ask y'all this. Now let me ask y'all this, right? By everybody growing up pretty much and, and developing now. I think a lot of people are gonna be lost, James, because see, this is gonna set a precedent and they've been doing it, right? First of all, half the cats out here making these records is lying like a motherfucker. They're lying, they just talking about shit. They got active ass imaginations, right? Now we bring the police into it. They out there looking at people online and stuff. It's gonna be a lot of people going to jail, bro. Yeah, yeah. It's gonna be a whole lot of people going to jail, bro. And it's it's really some sad shit, dog, but do you slow down doing what you do? Because it is gangster rap. You know what I mean? Well, you can actually clean it up, Norm. You don't have to put certain things out there in your songs. You have to clean it up. And 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 I can say this. Look at 80. He's still going on tour. He's not out there. Yeah, I just, I just learned how to transition shit into, you know, I don't know if you want to call it a grown-up form, but... I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna uh, tell niggas I'm still on the block trying to hustle and and serve. Uh, you know, I ain't got beef. I'm not riding in my car creeping looking for niggas with the four five and shit like that. You know, my thing is now is to tell niggas to try to keep hustling, try to come up. Uh, you know, uh, yeah, you gonna run across situations that you know you might have to you know watch yourself in but the main goal is to try to be sustainable make money and watch out for your people you know um because that's what really at the end of the day everybody want to be successful have a little money in their pocket and live good so i feel you can transition that into what i came from as far as you know still got the hood mentality and still know how to talk to niggas and come from the block. But, you know, I can't be telling niggas, you know, to go on the block and serve yay and shoot at a nigga. And just because you a crip and he a blood or vice versa, that's just, you know, but I don't try to motherfucking scold a nigga either. Because like I said, the young, I used to be 19, 18 too myself. And, you couldn't tell me shit as an 18, 19-year-old kid. Um, gang banging was everything. The hood was first. Uh, we get money and fuck everybody else. And that was the mentality. Because you think, you know, you think like, hey, I'm invincible at that age. You know, 
nobody can touch me when I got a couple of the homies around me and he got a strap, I got a strap and we out here making money and we fucking a couple of bitches and got a couple of ends, you know, a nigga think nigga, I done made it. You feel me? Yeah, for real. And so, speaking of which, before we go to, because you never talk about your stuff, eight, you got a new single out, right? Yeah, I got a new project out, a little EP out, nine songs. It's called Revolution and Progress. You know, just more of that shit I was just trying to talk about. Uh, just something simple uh, to keep the fans going, you know, because a lot of, you know, we still have a lot of fans from my era, and they still want to hear music of uh, from that era. And, and they want to hear what, you know, a nigga transitions to from going through a lot, from seeing a lot on the streets and being able to tell the story of, being a young 18-year-old and being a grown man, a father now, and a, a person with responsibilities. So to be able to still represent Compton and come from the streets and talk like that, uh, that's why I just continue to make music. Not to be, you know, not to monetize shit, but, you know, we all work and ain't nothing free. Uh, but I just make music because, you know, there's still true fans out there of of my generation of hip hop that wants to hear my generation of hip hop and hear what we got to say. And, uh, you know, we still know how to make good music, some of us. So yeah, I just put out a new project, Revolution in Progress. If you want, go pick that up, stream it on all platforms, download, whatever you do. I appreciate it. Oh, we about to put the link at the bottom of the description. So y'all go to jam that right now. As soon as y'all, soon as y'all press stop on this show, go hit that link at the bottom of the description and bang that revolution of progress. See, ain't that that's low key some some gangster bang? That's some gangster shit right there. Revolution of progress. Yeah, it is, it, but it's 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 meant to aim at just trying to be like a, a progression. You get me? Mm -hmm. And the niggas look at us as far as uh, gang banging or whatever and think niggas be stuck in a time warp and think niggas can't, you know, transition into beautiful and better shit. So uh, the, the title is in itself. It's a revolution in progress mm -hmm. because we all trying to get to the next level of success. So that's the progress we're trying to do. And that's for Crips, Bloods, essays, anybody on a positive note, man. That, that's where I'm at. You get me? There's a lot of negative shit that gone, and we got enough of it. And as a nigga who done made it this far, man, I'm just trying to see progress. I ain't trying to see nothing else. Yeah, did you, did you shoot any videos for it, eh? Uh, I got the I got a video with Corrupt out called Double That. That's the that's the first video. It's been out for a minute right now. It's floating real good. Y'all go check that out. And uh, we'll be shooting another video probably next week to the uh, next single off of the song. It's called That's Factual. So uh, y'all be on the lookout for that. We will have all that in the description. And we out of here. And we, yeah. we, hold on. And we gone, fellas. Let's do it again real soon. All the time. All right, for sure. Peace. Peace. Hell yeah. Hey, I'm going to drop all them links down there. Welcome to 500 Greatest Songs, a podcast based on Rolling Stone's hugely popular, influential, and sometimes controversial list. I'm Brittany Spanos. And I'm Rob Sheffield. We're here to shed light on the greatest songs ever made and discover what makes them so great. From classics like Fleetwood Mac's Dreams to The Ronettes' Be My Baby, and modern day classics like The Killer's Mr. Brightside. Listen to Rolling Stone's 500 Greatest Songs on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host 
host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. The Elevation with Stephen Furtick podcast was created with you in mind. This is a podcast for those feeling discouraged or needing guidance from God. Together in this podcast, we'll dive deep into scripture, uncover the powerful truths that will help you rise above your limitations and embrace your full potential. We're here to equip you with the tools you need to conquer life's challenges. Listen to Elevation with Stephen Furtick every Sunday and Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Danielle Moody here, host of the Woke AF Daily podcast. We've been with iHeart for a year, and what a year it has been. As we head deeper into 2024 and yet another life-changing election cycle, Woke AF Daily is here to keep you sane and woke. Make Woke AF Daily your podcast destination for 2024 election news and analysis. Listen to Woke AF Daily Season 5 on the iHeart Radio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Black Effect presents Family Therapy, and I'm your host, Elliot Connie. Jay is the woman in this dynamic who is currently co-parenting two young boys with her former partner, David. David, he is a leader. He just don't want to leave me. But how do you lead a woman? How do you lead in a relationship? Like, what's the blueprint? David, you just asked the most important question. Listen to Family Therapy on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. 